Hello, and welcome to this episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Dave, and today I'll be talking to Francesco Pacchetti, who's a senior ML engineer at Bolt. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dave. Thank you. Thank you so much. So computer vision. I mean, just, it, it, I'm really excited to have you on the show because you are the, like a tinker inventor type where you're creating these processes, not just, you know, and, and data science is some part art and some part, <laughs> you know, of, of engineering put together, but you've created these processes that are like DevOps around it of how do I get these Docker containers? Uh, how do I deploy it? Yeah. You know, get the inference serving of just taking all my train models and code and, and getting that into, into production. So why don't we start of who you are? Your Twitter bio says chemist. <laughs> started out, which I think just speaks to where your brain's at. Uh, just give me a little background, like how you how you started out and, and got totally, there. totally, totally. I think I think this is like a, a fun fun story because I, I am indeed I am indeed a chemist. Uh, so I studied physical chemistry in in, in Rome. I'm, I'm Italian and and uh, and I worked amazing in city, the, uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I worked in the aerospace industry for around two years after 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 college, and um, um, in uh, and after you know a couple of years, uh, I, I was like, okay, so I think I need something different. Uh, uh, believe me or not, but I I, I, uh, I didn't think it was like too much data driven. Uh, so I was like, okay, I need I need like I need to, to switch. Uh, and uh, I didn't learn I didn't know how to code at that at that time. That was back in 2012, uh, which was pretty crazy because you might you might think okay. Okay, so this guy's a chemist; he knows how to code, and I didn't. So I said, "Okay, I want to learn Python." And uh, uh, and but it, I needed I needed an, a, a, a project, right? You know, I needed something like to toy with. Um, and so what what like what is you know what what can I find around me which excites me? And there was this 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 uh, course by Andrew Ng on on Coursera, uh, machine learning. I was like, "What is what is that?" I mean, I, I had absolutely no clue what that was. So I I, re, I uh, registered and uh, and spam. Uh, um, so I, I attend like the course, and that's how it, how it all started. Uh, so after that, yeah, you know, joined Amazon, and you know, from 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 there, uh, you know, I started like traveling around and then then having fun with uh, business analytics first, and then you know, data science and machine learning, and then you know, Docker and computer vision. Why not? <laughs> yeah, and what a time to go into the space too, because. I mean, that was, I was on the Alexa side of things, and that is when, like, NLU and everything was just, you know, really the rise of that and thinking in, in terms of language models and that type of processing right around that time. So you were actually at Amazon? I was, yeah, 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 totally, totally. So I was, I was at Amazon. Uh, so I joined Kindle um, in, as a business analyst, uh, actually. Oh wow! And and I think that that was honestly. So I was, I was super frustrated at the beginning uh, because I was like, okay, you know, I really want to be a data scientist. So I don't want to be a business analyst. And I think that yeah. was like the best thing that could happen to me, literally, because I got to, uh, I got the chance to uh, play around with the data, you know, like we, uh, we, we always talk about, you know, machine learning and algorithms and, uh, and develop and, and, and deployment. And, and, and this is like, it's all super, super important, of course, but you do, you do nothing without data. Right. Um, and so I really got the chance of building like the, you know, really starting from the building blocks of, of understanding like what a, what a business looks like and you know, what you want to what you need to look at uh, but yeah so uh, um, anyway so that's 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 where I started and and uh, 
and I think like it really built me up because like I learned like SQL like a lot. It was like you know that's a kind of like eight eight hours day job yeah. like in learning SQL, and then bam, you know, uh, then into into machine learning. That's all. I mean, the way that the human mind works is as you learn, it could be completely non-correlated. I mean, I'll, I'll be on YouTube at night just learning. Uh, it could be history. It could be engineering. And you build up schemas. Yep. And the more schemas you have, the better that you are at uh, innovative thinking and critical thinking because your your brain and you probably, you know, neural pathways. And, and it just, the more that I've learned about, I mean, you go back into history and the greats, it's, they read all of the classics. You know, it was totally. engineering and humanities. And I mean, I'm sure... You know, being in Rome, you kind of you just felt that <laughs> yeah. human ancestry, right? And Socrates and Plato and, and all of that. And so it's like, I love that you got a little bit of the business side and you yeah. saw that things we need more people that can think and bring all the pieces together. You know, I feel like engineering STEM has gotten very, very it's great, but it's gotten very, very ver vertical. Completely focused, yeah. Completely, and 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 you know, tell you what, actually, you know, I think that that um, that's that's actually why I, I think it was like a blessing, you know, to be to be there and start from the business and not the other way around, uh, because uh, the literally like the biggest failures I had like you know in my career in terms of, of of machine learning started from the fact that I didn't understand the business problem I was solving, right? Uh, so I was literally you know super hyped you know, about like the machine learning the machine learning part and I really want to start coding and blah blah blah. And spam, you know, that's that's just a train wreck. You know, uh, there's there's nothing you can do like to fix a process which started wrong. Uh, right. And, and so, uh, you know, I really am super thankful about those first years in Amazon, in which I, I had like the chance to build that kind of twist, that kind of intuition, uh, and being able to ask to you know PMs uh, the right kind of the right set of questions, uh, uh, so yeah. that you know you get you get into first first most importantly. Uh, in in some cases, you realize that you don't need machine learning, uh, which which is you know pretty great. Uh, it's awkward, like for me, like you know, I am a machine learning lover to say that in some cases you don't need you don't need machine learning, but it's super important to understand those kind of cases. And uh, when actually you know figure that you you figure out okay, actually I need a model here. Uh, I think that the model is definitely going to be uh, you know better than whatever baseline or I, I don't know like the current solution we have. Uh, then you are you are into like guardrails, like you know, kind of figure out. Okay, actually, uh, that's the business context I need to operate in. Yeah. So yeah. Sometimes a SQL database is fine. Totally. You know, <laughs> so you you move on from Amazon. You're at Bolt, and you're working in computer vision, and you're an AWS machine learning hero. Let's talk about computer vision on AWS. Totally. Right. Where do we start? What are you doing at, at Bolt? Give me kind of a baseline of, of this. The last time I, <laughs> like, I remember computer vision. So where I went to college, NJIT in Newark, New Jersey, and this is like early 90s, there were computer vision labs and they were basically like sun workstations and stuff. And you could put like an entire model on like a floppy disk. You know, it was such, such early days. Uh, you know, we had not, not, we didn't have the ability to detect a three-dimensional space. So I love this topic. Tell me all about it. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this, okay, this, this, this really, this really gets me excited. Okay, I think that um, you know, like to understand, um, there is, there is a lot to talk about, like for sure. Uh, but for sure, like as, as you said, the, probably like the best way to start is to explain a little bit what I'm doing at Bolt. Um, it's gonna like set the stage. Uh, so uh, I, um, I am building um, the uh, verification platform at, at Bolt. Like with, of course, like a team of engineers there. And by verification platform, I mean that well, okay, not Bolt is in the is the is the, in the uh, mobility business right so like we operate in you know taxis and and and, and scooters and then food delivery and, and all this this kind of stuff and we have like all sorts of users and and for according to the use case we might need to verify them right uh, so we might need to make sure that for example that the that they match like an age requirement or uh, for example that when you have to unlock like a car uh, in, in in a street with your app that you have like a valid driving license uh, and so to to very to make sure that this this is the case, um, we trigger a verification process on your phone. Um, and the verification process generally like is based a lot uh, on, on top of images, right? And by images, I mean, uh, please take a selfie, and then please take a picture of your ID. Uh, and then there is all, all the magic which, you have, which is happening in the back end. And by magic, I mean, you know, like matching, for example, for instance, like, you know, the face on the selfie uh, with the face on the ID to make sure this is showing the same person. Then there is OCR, uh, right? So like reading, like all the, whatever you can, you can think like, of, of reading, like from the, from, the, from the document and then, you know, checking that that it makes sense checking that the authenticity of the model of the of the document is not be tampered with anyway so there are, there are lots of different applications there right um and um well aws plays like a big role uh, in all in all of this like we use several several services um uh, for like for sure i think like i'm thinking about three of them uh which are key components in our in our uh workflow first one is uh aws uh, uh recognition so uh that's the one which we use for face matching um so we we actually i mean i i tested it i think for the first time eight months ago uh and it's been like uh, literally you know fell in love with it it's it's crazy uh super accurate super fast and uh um you know like every now and then we think about okay probably we should try to replicate some sort of like of that kind of knowledge inside uh, you know like in terms of cost optimization like no uh, there's <laughs> there's no such thing like there uh, it, it's uh, um, it, it's it's super cost effective it's it's crazy accurate so like we're sticking to it um, and that's for face matching uh, then of course I, I mentioned OCR so there is the extract as as well which we are using for sure now when I when I mention OCR people are um, are like really i mean ocr you still you still do that i mean what is what is it like it's not like some sort of soul thing uh and uh okay so spoiler alert, uh, spoiler alert no it's not a soul thing it is a soul thing if you have a black and white pdf uh, which has been nicely scanned but the moment you have uh, let me tell you the moment you have a, a dude in 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 or in uh in the middle of the street at night taking a picture of of his id and you don't see anything at all uh, that's that's far from being something you can easily solve. Uh, so Textract helps us to do that. Uh, so we have models. We have actually a, a other models which are running on top of uh, AWS infrastructure uh, to, for instance, uh, well extract regions of interest, right? Uh, because the other problem is that okay, so let's say that they have like an ID there, right? Uh, and there's a lot of lots of text there, right? Now I run Textract on top of it. Uh, now how do I know out of three dates which are coming out of it, which is the birth date? What is like the expiry date? Like, I don't know, I, unless I have some rules or I have some template in which I know that, you know, the date of birth for US driving license is located like at the bottom, bottom, 
down, whatever that is, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know, right? Um, Even state to state is different in the U.S. Yeah, exactly, right? So it's a, it's a real nightmare, right? And and uh, yeah. and uh, and so like we have models which are actually look at the email, look at the at the ID, uh, and then they isolate just the regions of interest which you're interested in. Uh, so they they get to know uh, how a date of birth looks like per document type, per version, right? Uh, and then we crop only that that region of interest and we feed it to the extract, and then you know the extract uh, uh, responds with uh, with result, which is which is pretty nice. Uh, and and uh, you know, I think that there's there's another one which I wanted to mention, which is not necessarily related to computer vision, but uh, it is a key component in our workflow, which is SageMaker Ground Truth. So we are we are talking we are we are dealing with with very sensitive data, uh, and failures are not uh, a possibility. They're not, they're not an option, right? Uh, so whenever there is a failure in the, in the in the pipeline or the model is not confident enough, we need to trigger a human review fallback, right? So basically, that the, those images which we are not able to process, they are sent like to a human agent like to review. Uh, and SageMaker Ground Truth makes like this entire logic like incredibly easy, right? So we have like a fallback option which uh, which we trigger whenever like some conditions are met, uh, and, and we have internal agents like who look at those at those those images uh but yeah so that's actually you know more or less very high level the kind of infrastructure yeah, we're working yeah. with uh uh it it's it's like inside inside bolts uh and uh, and you mentioned like us like usdls like driving licenses being like different by state so i think that's that's a very nice example like of the complexity because well you know as a matter of fact textract allows um i think i think probably like three or four months ago it was announced that uh the couple of us documents were being supported by by textract um but but that's about it right and then if you think if you think about it well you know it's kind of amazon so it's a giant they know they definitely know you know what they're doing they have like the 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 computational power the the brain power right you know to to do that but it's it's just incredibly complicated to support hundreds if not thousands of different document versions across yeah. across the globe so it's bringing it's, uh, physical it's bringing the physical world into the digital realm yeah in yeah. a way that it's truth that what you're seeing yeah i I love the fact that you're using a real case too for these three services, and I'll put all the links to Recognition SageMaker and TextTrack um, for developers who may not be familiar yep. with those those services using it. So, what are the what are the challenges here? So you're 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 using all of these. What is it? The training? Is yep. it deployment? Like, how does where are you? What are the hard problems that you're trying to solve <laughs> now with computer vision? It is so. Uh, let let me start from what is not uh, um, a challenge, and uh, believe it or not, uh, training is not a challenge anymore. Uh, so that's I think that we 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 have um, we have uh, thanks God like all sorts of of pre-trained models out there uh, which we can uh, which we can you know like they're already off off the shelf and and we can like fine tune them right uh, so they were trained on we were talking about the models which were trained like to to uh, to identify uh, whatever like a, a bench a whale or a tower you know something like that right and then you know as soon as as soon as the model is able to identify those kind of things then I can fine tune it by fine tune it I mean I can kind of teach it uh, okay actually now that you know how a bench and a tower looks like then you know let me show you how a cat looks like right and then it, 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 it actually learns a lot a lot better and a lot faster and um, let me actually give you like a, a real life example there uh, that's also something like people uh, are find hard to believe like they, they, they think that for for deep learning and computer vision we need a lot of data uh, and that is 
uh, far from being the truth, right? So like whenever we have to support, we have to add support for a new document, like, you know, the, the same documents, which we, you know, which we, which we support like for, for uh, uh, OCR, uh, we have to train a model, right? We have to train a model like to make sure that uh, actually um, uh, the, 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 um, uh, the document we are looking at is, for example, like a Norwegian Revy license, like whatever, right? So let's, let's go like for, for through a, through a, um, a, a real example. Like, so you are, you're in the middle of the street, like you are in Norway, uh, and then we ask you, okay, actually, please like to, um, you know, uh, unlock this 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 ride for scooters. Uh, please like, take a picture of your uh, Norwegian ID. And then, you know, people are incredibly creative, right? Uh, so what I mean is that, you know, they take, they take a, the, the picture of something, but then, you know, there's no guarantee that what they're taking the picture of is actually a Norwegian ID. We have, we have seen like everything, you know, starting from, you know, cats and, and I mean, literally, you know, taking a picture of everything. I mean, right? like testing it. It's like... I, it's funny. I, did you ever watch Silicon Valley with hot dog, not hot dog? Yes, yes, yes. I always think like that. Yeah, and and for me, I found it incredible. I forget which service it was, uh, but it's happened before where I have like because so many ID verification things today ask for your license. So I had a photo of my license, and it's like that's a photo, Dave. You didn't take a new photo yeah. of your life. It, like yeah. it actually can detect yeah. that I'm taking a picture of a photo, like basically a copy of a copy versus the actual thing. So uh, totally, that's liveness, by the way. That is that is liveness detection, and it's it's, ah. it's definitely, it definitely applies like to humans as well. Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, man, I mean, we we have seen everything. You know, like for for whenever, whenever like people take selfies, that's the same thing. Right. Uh, so we see like people of we ne- we have to make sure that whenever you, you, you take a selfie, there is actually a real person right behind this behind like the, the camera. Right. It's not like a photo of a photo. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so there is there is a lot a lot going on there. It's it's a little fun when you start when you start looking at those images. But but getting back to the example, uh, I, I need like to have a, a model which is able to identify if I'm looking at a revision driving license or anything else. Right. And literally, so how many images, like, would you believe I need uh, to train a model to identify if I'm looking at a revision driving license or not, right? And people, like, start thinking, oh, okay, I don't know, like, one million, whatever, right, because I need to train. Like, it's literally 400 images of Norwegian driving licenses and 400 images of anything else, right? Uh, and uh, that's probably training is going to take uh, around uh, 15 minutes, Uh uh, that's that's pretty much it. Like so, 15 minutes on a on a GPU. Um, it's uh, it's pretty standard. Like it's it goes like super fast. Uh, and uh, and bam, like in, in literally uh, 15 minutes, like probably okay, 20 tops. Like you know, to collect the data, uh, you got a model which has been trained. Um, and that's where the pain starts actually, uh, because now you got to do something with it. Right. Uh, so I'm like, okay, uh, I got this f- fantastic model, which was able to identify with 99% accuracy whether I'm looking at a cat or a Norwegian Revy license, right? And now I need to, you know, make it accessible to users out there. How am I going to do that? Uh, which brings me to the actual challenge, uh, which is deployment. Right. Uh, so uh, how am I going to make this accessible to users, either internally or externally? And uh, and the problem there, uh, at least for computer vision, and it's just the same for NLP. Um, so like in like these kind of big models, like deep learning models, they're slow, right? Uh, they're generally they are big, and then they're slow. Um, and by slow, I mean you know it's I think like you know a, a reasonable resolution image uh, is probably going to take you know one second to process an image. Right, uh, one second is is low, right? You know, like whenever we think about okay, actually I need uh, some sort of like real time detection. 
So the real time is what, like 24, 30 FPS, so frame, frames per second. You were talking at one FPS, right? Uh, so it's slow. It's 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 really slow. Um, so that's problem number number one. Uh, and you know, problem number two is you know uh, actually that it is it is quite big in some cases. Uh, and here we're talking about like images which are um, you know probably like 512 resolution or something like that pixels resolution. If you think about uh, pictures which you take from your phone, uh, right? I mean, nowadays we're talking about like uh, something which is 3K times times 4K, probably the smallest, right? Yeah. Um, that's a big image. Yeah. Uh, yeah. that's, that's a lot of pixels, right, to process. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and the human so, eye isn't the human eye something like six uh, K? Yeah, before, yeah, some, somewhere around there. Like uh, the cameras are taking higher resolution pixel images than what we can actually process. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you in, in most cases you have to send that thing over the network, right? right. Uh, there is also like this this thing like which is super super. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And and we operate in in countries, uh, for example, like we operate a lot in Africa, and, and you know like the bandwidth there is definitely not that great. Uh, and so there is a lot of a lot of challenges also of how can I operationalize something. Uh, which um, is is uh, is well, you know, like a photo which is whatever, like three K times four K, and it's like you know bandwidth, which is just definitely not going to take it in terms of network. Uh, so deployment, yeah. Uh, SageMaker is SageMaker. I think like, they're they're doing like a great job at at, at simplifying um, how how this old things look look like there, uh, and, and like it is easy. It is currently you know quite easy like you know to 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 deploy models on on, on SageMaker. There are like tons of like uh, tons of uh, endpoints like real time async uh, and serverless as well. Um, but there's still the challenge of how am I going to make this fast, right? Uh, so like there are frameworks out there. Uh, and I don't want to get too technical, but there's no, it's, it's called like TorchScript, Onyx, TensorRT, like whatever, all these kind of like crazy frameworks which are developed by by, by big tech, like to make, uh, to optimize and maximum uh, all the weights of those neural network, gigantic neural networks, like to make them as fast as possible. Um, all this GPU driven stuff now. It's GPU driven. It's GPU driven. Yep. Yeah, it's GPU driven, which is expensive, right? Uh, I think there is a lot of research right now which is getting into uh, how do I make that thing run on CPU? Uh, and, and there is a lot of very, very nice, like very recent research into uh, it's called like pruning and quantization, which is basically meaning that. Uh, I have like this gigantic network, and if you think about it, like there's sort of like connections between neurons. There, most of them are not needed, right? Um, so they're actually, if I can prune it, so by pruning, I mean literally cutting connections. I can, I can have a lot of, um, a lot of like a, a, a lot smaller network which can, uh, which can uh, perform on on CPU the same level as GPU. Yeah, I and mean, that's like our bodies. Like nature is very parsimonious. You know, you're only going to use what you need. We're all running on batteries. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I, 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 so we're, we're, I, we're just, there's so much to cover here. So why don't we do this? Why don't you just give a quick intro and I'll include the link to your experiment uh, around blurring out faces and we can kind of set the stage and then we'll dedicate an entire episode in walking through that and kind mm -hmm. of the entire process of the DS mm -hmm. workflow in an, in an LML yeah. project. Totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. gonna take a minute. So, so yeah. So that that thing like started, uh, you know, a couple of months ago, and I and I I wanted like to build like a solution, um, an, an application which would uh, blur faces in 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 photos uh, automatically. Um, 
Uh, and so, like, I started with I started with uh, some off-the-shelf solutions, and then quickly uh, I quickly realized that they looked like pretty pretty horrible, like visually. So I I, I wanted like to train a model myself. Uh, and the moment I started training a model myself, I realized that you know guess what it was low. Uh, so bam, uh, SageMaker and Vidya Triton made the deal. Uh, but I'm not gonna spoil it anymore. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the link. And I love you know privacy is a concern in in this day and age and we've got cameras everywhere and i love how you approach the article uh from a human perspective you know and your passion and your your yeah. focus on that piece comes through you know it's like there's cultures that feel you take a photo it's like you're capturing a piece of someone you know it's totally like, audio and video is so different even doing this podcast I mean, it wasn't a problem with you. You didn't even think about it. But people are like, "Are we going to do video?" You know, it's just it's just a different. Yeah, yeah, thing yeah no, when... totally, totally. It, it is, and it needs it need, it needs to be a top concern. Like you know, especially like with AI, uh, whatever we do might have a lot of like bigger consequences than than we think. Like you know, just putting a model out there doesn't mean that it cannot create harm. So it, it's really exactly. important that you know that we get it back to the basics and understand. You know, uh, okay, so privacy is one of those top issues, and you know, being responsible AI developer needs to be one of our top concerns. So in the meantime, uh, where can folks find you online? Um, okay. Well, I think like so LinkedIn, uh, Twitter for sure. Then I have like a, um, a post, uh, a blog, sorry. Uh, so that's my first first name, last name. So FrancescoBogetti.com. Uh, and that's where I uh, publish all my, all my content. Excellent. And I'll, I'll put those uh, in the show notes. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time today. This is awesome. I can't wait to dive through the, the actual project. Thank you so much to you, Dave. Thanks a lot.